0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Evenings with Mitch Buchanan, the world's only Baywatch Nights podcast. I'm your host, Nick Box, and my two faithful um, friends who are sat and sitting through this madness with me, uh, Mr. Chris Hines and Mr. James Paul Matthews. Hello, guys. Hello, Hello, I'm eating grapes.
1: I'm eating I'm... grapes. You're eating
2: grapes. Yeah. Nice. I'm drinking Bushmills. Nice. Nice. i run out of food I've got to go shopping tomorrow uh, which I do hope to get some nice uh, artichokes thrown into a salad Ooh, I had oh, yeah. salad tonight yes. yeah.
0: with ranch dressing it
2: was nice oh you saucy little minx <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: do, I, do like, I do like salad dressings I've got a thing as I'm getting older Like salad, I, go, I go straight to the salad dressing aisle and I like these fancy dressings I love them I've got some nice vegan garlic aioli.
1: I enjoy a um the what is it? The um garlic sriracha, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's quite nice. It's the I think it's the garlic one, it's the it's the one that's orange. I remember that. You get it in like little analdi. How's the good one? Seen...
0: Have you seen the documentary about Sriracha's
1: Yes, you told me about it. It was good. (laughs) It's it's really
0: good. (laughs) Anyway, we're going off topic. Um, Hi, guys. Uh, Welcome to episode 7 of Evenings with Mitch Buchanan, the world's only Baywatch Nights podcast. Um, Things are getting exciting uh, in the world of Baywatch. (coughs) With this podcast, uh, our listener base is growing every week. Um, We've now hit Twitter and Instagram, and we'll get a lot more interactions with... um, a lot of you out there, a lot of you listeners, shout out to um, Daniel Maz, who claims to be our youngest listener. He says he's 17 years old, and he says we're really funny. Oh, and, nice. uh, he's a big fan of Baywatch, and we've introduced him to Baywatch Nights. So, yeah, shout out to Daniel Maz um, <clears throat> over on Twitter. As I so, say,
1: you know you, you know, you only need to affect one person, and your job's done. So, yeah. well done, guys. We've achieved our goal one person <laughs> now likes watch nights
2: hell yeah. I'm a bit too scared to go on twitter because uh yeah cuz twitter but like uh, that's really cool that we can actually reach out to just uh, people on all social media yeah, platforms yeah. and to be able to introduce this slice of surreal madness to the masses <laughs> come on I mean, Hi, guys
0: <laughs> Uh also I mean like um we when I started this podcast um <clears throat> Little bit of a backstory. Um, I listen to lots of podcasts myself, and I'm a big fan of a podcast called The Movies That Made Me, uh, which is a movie podcast hosted by Joe Dante, who directed Gremlins, and a guy called Josh Olsen, who uh, wrote uh, history of violence. And it was actually Josh that mentioned Baywatch Nights in an episode, uh, very briefly about how he's been fascinated with it for years. And that Set my memory off And I remembered the show And then I went Oh I can make a podcast About Baywatch Nights And That's how it started So I reached out to Josh On Twitter And I basically blamed him uh, Because yeah Josh It's your fault we're doing this It's your fault That we're seven weeks in To discussing this Fucking madness (laughs) Um, (laughs) So um, I basically told him that And um, He responded And basically said Shit did we talk about it Yes I have always been Strangely obsessed with the show But i've uh, never actually watched an entire episode only bits of episodes so josh this is me calling you out here mate um watch <laughs> a full episode and come on here and talk to us about it yeah do it <laughs> um, Watch the last I think, episode yeah oh, i think, was, yeah, I think this is my open call out to you, josh olsen if you've got the time mate watch an episode come on here and discuss it with us because i'd love to hear your opinions um but yeah also um Josh is a right laugh. We we carried on a few few tweets back and forth. But he did ask some questions about Baywatch Nights. Uh, so I'm gonna use that uh, as a little question and answer session here and see if you two can give him give give Josh the answers he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Um so basically he says, When does Mitch sleep? And oh, why does he God. never yeah, and why does he never mention to his lifeguard friends that he spent the evening fighting werewolves? <laughs> well this is the thing we
1: we don't really know because if you think about it right at the end of the episode where he went home right which we all remember which was um after, <laughs> after his um mermaid salamander female asexual salamander whatever the hell it was um whatever that happened <laughs> then he went home i mean he might have had a kip then he might have had a sleep then so i mean there's probably at least one time that he's, he's slept. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of episodes in the day for Baywatch Nights. It isn't always based at night. It's a bit of a bit of a con, the name.
2: Well, also, as we'll, as we'll find out in one of the later episodes of this particular episode that we're covering, he had a bad night's sleep. So oh,
1: he did. Yeah.
2: He isn't quite as um, as restful as he might make out to be. So, um, yeah, he is a bit of a nocturnal species, isn't he?
1: Yeah, and he, and he does kind of tell his, um, the people, because um, Griff and, uh, what's she called? Um, Donna. Donna, Griff and Donna. He, kinda, yeah, he speaks to them. Apparently, they actually show up in season one from about episode 11 or mm. something. They're, they actually are, are characters in season one as well. So <laughs> I think he does have a chat with them. I don't know. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's like when you're watching a film where you say, you know, they never go to the toilet. It's one of those kind of things, isn't it? <laughs> like
0: you always gotta I, have been, I have been informed that apparently when Donna shows up in um, season one, the episodes that she's in, uh, the humour isn't as uh, silly as it has been for the first part of the season. Oh, really? Uh, I've been warned that uh, after Donna shows up, there's no more my Mitch. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, one
1: thing I did find out, though, is that Donna actually... Um, her character originated on Baywatch Nights and then she actually went on to Baywatch afterwards, which was good. So I'm glad her career continued.
0: Hmm. But, and her real name it. is Donna as well, isn't it? It's Donna D'Erico, isn't it? I believe.
1: It is. Big shout out to Donna, animal rights activist I saw on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Credit to you for that. That's ah, Brilliant. Right. right. Before
2: James. we do go on, before we do go on, I've got a question for Josh, if he is listening, of course. Oh, oh. If you could be. Any Baywatch Knights character, which one would you be? That is my question to you, good sir, and I can't wait to hear your response.
1: Once you've watched an episode, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might uh, I might start tweeting an episode every week. Uh, Actually, quick one then. Which would, which would all you be out of anyone? Of all the ones we've we've seen so far, any character, which would you be? Garner. The Ajogan. No. <laughs> I knew someone was going to pick the Ajogan. What about oh, the what? gelatinous green goo? You want to be the gelatinous green goo? <laughs> what about yeah. the amphibian woman? Yeah. Or the alien?
2: Sorry, if we're talking about the paranormal side of things, then um, just for the fact that I get to wear a Stetson, I'll be
1: Horse Calhoun. <laughs> no,
0: <is laughs>
1: go, a, okay. go around
0: killing hookers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and obviously, I would be the, the late, oh. great Lou Rules because uh, Lou is my hero. And Nick informed me that he, he's passed away. He passed away in 2011. Mm. Was it, I, I wasn't informed of this. Like,
0: Pebbles Rumpkin died as well. <laughs> <laughs> you should laugh. Oh, Pebbles a respected <laughs> member
1: of the community, Pebbles. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I want to dedicate this whole episode to the memory of Lou because oh. finally, finally, we get an episode within <laughs> it. Properly, not just for like two seconds. So and he's good. He's good, isn't he? <laughs> he's not just good. He's incredible. He's he's my favourite favourite man after Andrew WK. Oh, uh, he's <laughs> and, in the
0: IMDB tonight.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I haven't got it up. So so you might as well. I'll do just, it. while you do that? I'm just going to look at my picture of Lou Rules.
0: <laughs> um, Lou, this right.
1: one's for you, mate. This one's for you.
0: So our first episode tonight is uh, called Pressure Cooker and it first aired on the 11th of November 1995 and the IMDB description uh, then normally pretty wrong Uh, today says Mitch and Garner go undercover at a chicken fast food outlet called California Roosters dressed in outrageously silly chicken costumes to arrest a drug dealer but later a hostage situation develops at the nightclub where Mitch and Garner and Ryan and Lou and other patrons are held hostage by the two drug dealers, brothers demanding that they be released from prison. Pretty much kind of right, kind of wrong. No, are they, were they drug dealers? Yeah. They weren't drug dealers. The no. uh, chicken yeah. restaurant had been robbed five times in the past. Yeah. Uh, and only three of them were held hostage. No other patrons were there. And
1: Garner, Garner was, wasn't there. <laughs> Garner was the only one dressed as a chicken as well. Yeah. So Mitch yeah. was.
0: So it's uh, Mitch he's was a- getting there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and in German, as um, James tried to say, it's called Unterstrom, um, which for some reason on Google Translate just says live, L-I-V-E, <laughs> which I don't know if that's right. It doesn't seem right. Just live because well, isn't Unter under under Strom? I don't know. Hold on. L- uh, let me do, let me do each uh, word individually. <laughs> so und, Unter is under, okay, and then Strom. Is strom so it's under strom <laughs> <laughs> or, or live. God knows what it is. If you're German, let us know what that means because I have no idea.
0: All right, who wants to take who wants to start this one off?
2: Oh, I'll start it off, man. I'll cool call with that. Um, so basically, we open up with the free <laughs> I used to term loosely drug dealers because they're definitely not, <laughs> they're hillbillies that like grunge music. Um, because they was wearing some proper stereotypical grunge attire. You know, the flannel tops and, uh, oh my God, the amount of dodgy transfer tattoos that the main <laughs> antagonist, Duke, had it was freaking ridiculous.
1: It's like the ones you get in the bubblegum packets and so you've got water <laughs> on. <laughs> it's, it's horrendous,
2: especially that one of the black spider on the back of his neck. It was so cringy. Oh. But yeah, so basically... Uh, ...the three of them... Uh, ...they're looking a bit moody. He actually does look quite gritty... ...and so we learn that the three characters... three antagonists are called Duke... ...Manny... ...and Nikki. And um, I, this, this is my two cents on this thing here... ...because uh, there's tons of references... ...in this uh, episode. But do you think that because Lou rules? Was in this episode that he had some sort of a uh, pitch to call the main antagonist Duke, which is also a little reference to the famous jazz legend Duke Ellington, which Lou Rawls was
1: also a legendary jazz and blues musician. I don't know, but I hope that's true because that would be epic. But we are talking about Baywatch Nights. Would that happen on Baywatch Nights? Would they go that deep in?
0: I Probably just pure coincidence it was Baywatch Nights.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great I, one. I like it. I'd just like to think that Lou Rules had some sort of like, well, you know, we should call one of the antagonists uh, Duke. But I've what? never heard of a um, a Caucasian man called Duke before. It, well,
1: what what I mean, but, to be fair, uh, oh, John Wayne. I mean, no, I mean, to be fair, right, he, he, he was seven episodes in and this is the first episode he's properly been on. So... I think he can call the shots. Oh yeah, I'd be kicking off.
2: (laughs) But basically we come in and um, you know, they're pitching a robbery which Duke is uh, overseeing and uh, Nicky, the younger brother, we never actually really find out if they are genuine brothers or not, whether they're just part of like a a brotherhood but Nicky is the nervous sort of like inexperienced one. He's bumbling and forgetting what his job roles are in this particular um, robbery which he gets slaps around the head because he's got to remember to look out for the cops. And did anyone notice that Manny, the the middle guy, he really looked like Kurt Russell in Stargate, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) With that last cut. (laughs) It was fantastic. But yeah, that was kind of like the premise of the opening scene, where they're basically going to rob, of all places, because a chicken... Joint.
1: Yeah, I thought it was going to be a bank, the way they were building it up. I yeah. thought they were going to do something, you know, quite big. You know, like when we had the, the rollerbladers back in one of the early episodes, you know, they're, they're going big. But now there's this massive build up to rob was basically just a KFC. was not even a KFC, it's like a, a Chico Land or something.
2: Yeah. It's like a proper budget, wasn't it? And, yeah. then, and then one of the most gleeful and funny and just utterly joyous scenes in this entire episode Ghana in a chicken suit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and being tormented and called Chicken Little. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that bit where um, the that car pulls up with the kid in and the three the three girls, um, and then <laughs> they're having a bit of back and forward and everything. And he grabs the the, the kid by his earring, doesn't he? To kind of giving him a threat. And the guys come back. It was like. Uh, I can't remember what Garner said to him. Garner kind of tried to insult him as that he was stupid or something. And the guy's comeback was, and have you always been a stupid chicken? That was it. It was yeah. like the worst comeback ever. <laughs> it's like, well, you're, it was basically just saying, just saying like, yeah, you're a chicken. Like, yeah, that's like so obvious. Yeah, terrible comeback.
2: Yeah, well, it was, wasn't it? But in all fairness, he had three ladies in the car and a convertible. So he had to uh, prove his worth that he could stand up to a man in a chicken suit. <laughs>
1: I mean, if I was one of those girls, I'd be like, that was a shit comeback. That was awful. <laughs> that was like the equivalent of Monkey Island's I Am Rubber, You Are Glue one. It was rubbish. Yeah.
2: Oh, so, so basically, after this little uh, scene here, we learn that uh, this particular fast food restaurant has been robbed five times, which we also learn that both Mitch and Garner are undercover. And um, <laughs> so I've got a little bit of a gripe with this. So we learned that they're undercover and Mitch is uh, painstakingly um, flipping chicken on um, one of those grill things. And uh, he's sweating out and uh, he's wearing half a chicken suit and he's getting a bit uh, moody. But if they're going undercover at a, <laughs> at a fast food chicken restaurant surely they would need training for that job before they actually went undercover there. So technically speaking, they'd need at least two or three weeks worth of training before they actually do go undercover to find out who the assailants are.
1: I mean, and also, it's a bit of an inconvenient job to have. If you think about it, Mitch was on the tills. What about if you've got a load of customers and there's a queue? Are you going to quickly hop off and stop something? You know what I mean? You
0: should
1: have been a cleaner or something.
2: Yeah, and also, how the hell do you know if they're going to strike again? (laughs) <laughs> he for years he could have, <laughs> he could have had a regular word. Eh? <laughs> exactly yeah you never get told So he technically could him and garner could have been full-time working at a fast food
1: restaurant for years and totally <laughs> un- as a private investigator I mean, i'm just thinking about it actually like for a chicken shop to get robbed five times by the <laughs> same people every single time i mean surely they would have put up some security cameras or something by, by the second when he like, oh they're coming lock the door it
0: wasn't even even that would easy way to do it. I mean how much money does this chicken shop take I mean it didn't even look
2: that busy <laughs> well mind you um, if we think about the uh, the, 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 pair, the weekly um, sales rates of a normal fast food chain um, going by an unnamed friend of mine that is very high up in management in a fast food chain and he told me some statistics and figures on the rough, if this was like an average sort of like middle-of-the-road chicken shop in the middle of America it, around 1996, I roughly equated it to that. If it was like one day that they was able to get some sort of like thousands of dollars, they'd probably uh, have a peak of between eight to $12,000 in one day, so... But that also depends on how much you've got to divide that between staff then also the, the, the lease on the building and all that. But then, of course, you've only just got the uh, the money that's in the till, which probably would have equated only to a couple of hundred dollars, to which they're
1: really shit robbers. Yeah, they didn't get into the safe, did they? Because they didn't say it's on some sort of like six-hour lock or something.
2: Yeah. yeah. So they slapped the shit out of Mitch for that. It's like, no, no.
1: <laughs> so if you, did, if you did that in England, you just would have ended up with some... You know, five, ten pound notes, a load of 20 B's, a load of coppers, basically.
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, they, so let's just roll back a little bit. So, basically, yeah, you've got Garner pissed off outside the people are taking the piss out of him in his chicken suit. You've got Mitch frying chicken very unhygienically, sweating his tits off, wearing a silly chicken hat, looking very fed up. And then Garner just comes and sits down in the restaurant basically wants to take a break now oh. him and him and mitch are having a conversation but mitch is still behind the till now it took me a minute to realize that they were actually talking through like the drive-through headsets that's <laughs> <laughs> i thought mitch's uh, telekinetic powers had carried over to, uh, <laughs> to ghana
2: i i ghana had a classic line when he came into the shop um and he sat down he's like i thought i'd lay in the nest for a while and lay some eggs you
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> know before that, the three stooges, Nicky, Manny and Duke, turn up. But did anyone notice the abundance of camera zooming emphasis on uh, Duke putting the gun down near his penis? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was perverse. And then all of a sudden, they bust into the chicken joint. You, Chicken Little, on the floor now! He <laughs> <laughs> cannot escape that taunt from multiple people. So, like, yeah. basically, at uh, this. Oh, my God, this had me in stitches. Manny goes behind the till and pushes this terrified chicken lady out of shop,
1: (laughs) (laughs) But really aggressively as well. (laughs) So good. Yeah, so basically there's this obviously a bit of a kerfuffle there. Um, Mitch ends up being able to grab Manny. Why? The other, you know, uh, was it, Jukers robbed the money. He managed to capture Manny, and then they just decide that they're, um, him and, I'm trying to get the names, him and Nikki, uh, decide that they're just basically just gonna run off and get in the car and just leave Manny there, which is quite entertaining. But then, oh, but they're, they're, they're Manny n- manages to break free, doesn't he? And then I like it when he runs outside, and then Garner jumps on top of him, and then he says, was well, it a freeze or you'll be wearing your butt for a hat? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That was so funny, man. But you've missed two very vital points before that, which was a very funny line, by the way. So when, uh, again, it makes this scene all the more problematic. So when Garner is down on the floor, when they turn you know, Chicken Little get down. So I've got in my notes. Garner goes for his gun and slowly pulls it out and then gets up. Whilst the guy with the gun can clearly see him, reaching for his gun and getting up. He was watching him go for his gun and get up, and then he just totally got foiled. So that all of a sudden, by default, makes him a really shit villain. So um, why did he not act upon that? And, of course, Mitch throwing the chicken in that guy's face oh yeah you hit him with the chicken Chicken. that was so funny but but yeah then it kind of got to that point where um, Mitch going, doing like a massive jump off the car and then uh, the close up of Garner in chicken shoes and then you're going to wear your butt as a hat
0: (laughs) and then then the police turn up and uh, they're laughing at Garner because of all his ex-workmates and one (laughs) of the policemen turns around to Garner and goes why did you cross the road (laughs) (laughs) (coughs)
1: there's there's lots of um, lots of chicken puns and and, and going to like the next lot of chicken puns Garner's trying to make his way home in the car and he ends up breaking down on the side of a road and uh, he's there like really frustrated and then this other car pulls up yeah just as as half a chicken and um, this other car pulls up to try and help him with a a very sexy lady in there um, which Garner's like "Ooh, ooh who's this so it's quite interesting, and I like the way that um, yeah, they have a bit of a flirt, and she kind of says that she's going to help him. And there's a, it's a couple of more chicken things. He's like, "Hey, so do you want to pick up some chicken on the way home?" And um, then she says about being in a foul mood as well. So lots of lots of chicken puns at the beginning here. And um, j- just a quick one. I know I know we're skipping ahead to like literally the next episode, but I'm just intrigued. Is that woman the same woman who's in season two? That's what I
2: noted down.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I need to
2: look this up. Oh no, yeah. no, 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 no! The the woman that was in season two, I noted as one of the television report, the television uh, television reporter, camera lady. I
1: don't know. Well, Nick, Nick, can look that up anyway. We'll we'll get to that when we get to the next episode. But yeah, is this something that I noted? And I was like, oh, is that the same person? Because you mm. know they do like to use the same actor- actresses. So, hmm. Okay. So after we've done that. Then, I mean, one thing I noted was when he went it, obviously in the car with, with this lady to get a lift. Like, who just leaves their car with the hood up, like, <laughs> yes. just on the side of a road, just, walk, just walks off? You at least I, close it down and, like, you know, lock up and stuff.
2: I like, know. It, well, but did anyone I, notice also Garner thumbs up in his broken car as he got into that lady's car?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> he, he turns around and it's just like, yeah, mate.
0: It so funny. James is right. The, uh, the character Charlene in this episode is Madame Tudor in the uh, next episode. I knew it. Uh, no, no, wait, wait. You think it... it yeah,
1: Madame Tudor is the... Um, as I know we're skipping well ahead here, people, but forgive us. But, um, she's the the, the the voodoo lady, isn't she?
0: Right, so you reckon the other ladies... But I'm talking about someday. the mum. I'm talking about right. the mum. Okay, what was the woman called that Garner gets in the car
1: with? I don't know. Well, you you carry on licking that up anyway. Um, we'll, we'll carry on with with season one because we're getting proper (laughs) Of course here so now we go um we've got mitch and ryan and they're having a chat over a table and mitch is really annoyed they only got paid a hundred dollars and two
2: cents
1: yeah for doing this for doing the sting and apparently they might even sue because uh, because garner and (laughs) mitch apparently insulted a lot of customers and they lost a lot of business, and they didn 't do the job properly because they only managed to catch one of the the <laughs> criminals <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was so funny that was man
1: just unprofessional as hell which, which was great
2: because it then cut to this different scene where um they walked into nights, and uh you know Mitch had one of his pieces of uh, had a monologue going on, and he was quoting uh, mitch 's uncle Jerry. Oh, most- yeah. Lose your keys, then die
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, It wasn't just He didn't just say it though He did this accent with it as well, didn't he? Oh, I wish I, could, I wish I could do it It was like, <sighs> life stinks You lose your keys, you die <laughs> funny.
0: And then we finally The moment we've all been waiting
1: for da, 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 da. Lou, rules. <laughs> Lou rules Lou rules What have I written about Lou? I have literally said Yes, Lou, what a shirt uh, and then I put hoping Lou fucks shit up. That's what I've That's what, I've got. <laughs> that's what, that's what I've i read down. Because I was actually really, really excited. In fact, I actually got—I was really happy just when I saw him in the credits, knowing that he was going to appear this episode. I genuinely got a moment of pure joy from like,
2: yes, he has got the most beautifully silky, smooth voice. Like even just in normal like talking mode, it's just oh, like. Yeah. That's like proper, like, Morgan Freeman levels of, like, you know, voiceover narrative, which could just send you, you know, softly to sleep or just to be able to engage in such a wonderful conversation. Or, hell, Lou Rules could have even been popular in the ASMR circuit.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> I, mean, I would definitely listen to, like, a Lou Rules ASMR, like him maybe doing, like, know personal attention hairdressing or something <laughs> you can hear this like sip 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 and lou just chatting away about his latest like sting or just, like, or just sort of singing
0: he's got a friendly be- doesn't he? Uh, he looks like the sort of man that just sit there make you feel warm
1: <laughs>
0: yeah big time <side>, man <laughs>
1: with, with a cup of cocoa like story time with lou <laughs> beautiful man beautiful man so yeah so they're in. They're in. Nights. Does anyone want to come from here? I think I've kind of skipped forward. <coughs> so yeah, they're man.
0: they're in. They're, so there's um, Mitch and Ryan and Lou, uh, and they're in. They're in. Um, nights. I think Mitch wanders off to the toilet, and Ryan's just sitting there chit chatting with um with Lou. Then all of a sudden, <coughs> um, the two remaining burglars um turn up, and they ask, <coughs> "Is Mitchell Buchanan and Garner Ellaby there?" And um, Ryan gets up and says, well, I'm uh, Mitch's business partner. He'll be back in a minute. How can I help? <clears> then <throat> Mitch walks into the scene. The camera sort of zooms in on Mitch. And then um, Duke pulls out a gun. Uh, and he's ready to uh, shoot Mitch. Yeah. Mm. Um, then the next thing I know, they're taking them hostage. And they demand that Mitch calls SWAT. And calls this tabloid TV show that I forgot to write the name of it. Flash copy. (laughs) Flash copy. Um, To turn up. Um, Yeah, (laughs) you can carry on from
2: it. Did anyone notice that uh, the younger (coughs) brother, the younger brother Nicky, who was profusely sweating? Did anyone? Well, I'm going to send you uh, for for the uh, listeners at home. I'm just quickly going to send a picture to our. A group chat because something I noticed about the uh, character, so the actor that plays Nicky doesn't he look like Gary Hobbs from EastEnders? It's right. about to send now. Right.
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> he actually does. He actually
2: does. If anyone that doesn't know who Gary Hobbs, the character of Gary Hobbs from EastEnders, is—he was basically the car mechanic that was with Minty. So, we're to look that up. so um, that's some UK TV soap shit right there. But uh, yeah, so the hostage situation begins. So then Garner was just bit in to the very beautiful lady who happened to be an attorney. And then all of a sudden, quick thing,
1: quick thing. Right, just because this continues in the next episode. He kisses her on the lips when they say goodbye. Ooh. So I'm like, what has gone on there? Has something happened there? Has he gone off and got a bit of action and then yeah. come back?
0: He pulled in a chicken suit, basically.
1: Yeah, because just kiss someone on the lips who just gives you a lift. Right.
0: But this is where I'm confused, right? Because because of, of that, right? I'm presuming that this is all the next day after the chicken incident, right? Now, if that is the case, you stayed yeah, overnight, right? So if that's the case, right? He he basically got lucky and stayed overnight. How fucking quickly did they get the check for a hundred dollars out to them? Because if it happened the day before and they had the cheque the next day saying they were only getting $100 for the job, that's a rapid speed like, service.
1: Well, not necessarily. If it's just a cheque, <clears throat> they just delivered it, didn't
0: they? And then also... Just a bit of paper. <laughs> also, uh, I'm jumping right ahead in the episode, but there's a line later on in the episode right, where Duke says that I want my brother out of prison, right? Well, his brother wouldn't be in prison. If it only happened in that 24 hours, his brother would be in jail. Isn't jail first and prison afterwards? That's right. Isn't I'd it? I you... always thought
1: it was the same thing, but wouldn't he just be probably? Does, he'd just be held in the in the station. He wouldn't have gone
0: to the actual. I thought jail was. I thought jails where you get put when you first get arrested, and in prisons where you actually do time. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how it works, but I thought that's. I thought that's how it worked. I
1: don't know. I'm just glad you know, Garner got some action. Deserved well, it.
2: I've got a couple of friends that are ex-prisoners, so I can always ask them in reference for the next episode. so uh, they can it's
1: good. That'd be great. We, can we get a convict on? Can we get a convict on to give us a proper rundown about jails and prisons?
2: I don't think uh, they'd want to be publicly seen or heard, so I'll just use a false name and uh, give them their dialogue excerpts. <laughs> <laughs> for the, you know, So uh, I'll have a word with them to see what they think. But I'm pretty sure it sells them prison, but we'll mm. see. That's something for next week.
1: Yeah.
2: Something that I noted is like when Garner gives that beautiful lady who happens to be uh, an attorney a kiss, she goes away. All the cops start coming all of a sudden. (laughs) This really made me laugh. Decker, what are you doing here? All I did was kiss her.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That
2: just really made me laugh. It's like there's a hostage situation. It's like a hostage situation. And um, even though, like, uh, the next 10-15 minutes are pretty self-explanatory because it's basically like the build-up to the hostage situation there was a lot of really good lines throughout this and i've mainly just been quoting lines which i found really funny like throughout this entire thing like when um after deck when uh, garner finds out that there's a hostage situation it goes back inside of knights And uh, Duke's getting a bit antsy. And as an insult, he calls Ryan, Brian.
1: (laughs) 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 It's so lame. That's so good. The the, the bit that that wound me up, though, which I was really angry about, is when he hit Lou. Yeah. He hit hit Lou Rules. I I wrote down in my notes, I wrote, don't hit Lou, you sick fuck. That's what I wrote, because I was that angry. I was really angry. I was like... Lou has spent seven episodes waiting for his moment, and then you hit him. You hit this gentle, blues (laughs) granddad. Leave him alone. Sorry, I'm very protective over Lou.
2: He got a swifty to the chops, didn't he? He really Uh, did. And then um, Duke asked for a beer. And then he goes, that is one fine woman in regards to Ryan. Mitch doesn't
1: like that. Mitch doesn't like that. Mitch makes up thunder. Based Mitch
2: mode, like the camera zoom, and he's like, right, okay, right, you, you know, so you, you know shit's about to go down, but does it? So, of course, like, um, then it cuts to what I can only describe as a classic SWAT team out of the van shot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: like, <laughs> it was classic action movie, like, move, man, move. <laughs> it was so Hollywood, it's Friggin' great. I loved
1: it. And then you've got the news van pulling up. The typical news van that you imagine everything. With the reporter running around with a microphone and everything, trying to get in. Mm. What was she called again? Stormy, wasn't it? Stormy something.
2: I've also got... um, I think... I could be entirely wrong about this, but I think I spotted a cameo. Oh, really? Uh, Yes. Right, so... At nineteen minutes and twenty six seconds in. Now, if you're, if any of you guys are familiar with any modern wrestling or MMA, nineteen minutes and twenty six seconds in is that Bobby Lashley as a SWAT team? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay,
1: right, right, right. What's what's the the time again? Nineteen minutes and twenty six seconds. Nineteen minutes twenty six seconds. Right, I'm getting there now.
2: Well, if you go to, like, 24 seconds, so you can actually get the, the, the view on the side of his face before he turns around, so you can actually, like, see it. But, like, his, like, bone structure and his looks is exactly the same as Bobby Lashley, and his build as well. And I was thinking, holy shit, like, did Bobby Lashley actually might have, like, cameoed?
1: 19, a couple... 20. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. I don't know. Uh, oh, well, Bobby Lashley's 43, so... And he's younger there. So who knows? It it, it it could be a young version of him. Oh, uh, Nick you I see Saloon.
0: what you mean. I, yeah. Uh, it does. Mm. Bobby
2: Lashley is like a, a proper, legit badass and like uh, an amazing athlete and like, um, you know, MMA fighter. And of course, he's now a wrestler. But like, he was like a champion bodybuilder as well. So I'm wondering maybe he might have had a couple of cameos. But as soon as I saw that SWAT team member, I was like, holy shit, is that actually Bobby Lashley?
1: Is he on the IMDb? Is he listed?
0: No. No. Uh, He's
1: not credited. Who knows? Tweet him. Let's find out. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me, Bobby. Were you on an episode of Baywatch Nights once?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just find the room. Bobby Lashley.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. The, the one thing that While you do that The one thing that I, I noticed Which again Made me very sad Is that Lou Was holding his shoulder For quite a long time For quite an extended Period of time He was there uh, Holding his shoulder The poor guy It was really sad
0: I but did was... find it funny Just like after... We've got,
1: we got Nick tapping Hang on hey,
0: I'm, just, I'm just tweeting Bobby Lashley <laughs> <laughs> I oh Were you an extra On Baywatch Nights in the 90s <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god uh, I've,
0: I've just what? tweeted Bobby Lashley we will right, we'll, we'll see what happens we see what happens we'll see what
1: happens,
2: we'll, see what happens. Oh, yeah, well we've got a episode to find out so we'll wait and see and moving on from the SWAT team formation scene um, the bossy lieutenant she turns oh. up and basically takes over the entire scene and then Oh, it was so funny because she then sees after filling in like all the different officers and what they need to do. She sees the news van pull up and she goes, the queen of trash. You let her in. You'll be checking parking
1: meetings. <laughs> yeah. She's not a big fan of a uh, flash copy from what we can gather, but basically Duke wants um, her in Stormy Walters. She's called because basically he wants to be interviewed. I mean, I don't really understand why he's making the demands that he's making. I mean, yeah. Why, why would you... like? Well, okay, Actually, we need to say what his demands were. So his, he basically made demands of... He, he wants his brother released, obviously. Um, He wants a million dollars. And he wants it all done in two hours. But then, wh- why would you request the SWAT team there? Why would you request the, the media there and stuff? I mean, when has that ever worked out? Mm. Like, every single <sighs> film where that's ever happened, no one has ever got out of that situation. He didn't even like demand a helicopter... Which is like a standard thing that people do in this kind I, of situation. I just thought
2: his, demand, uh, his, his demands—sorry, I'm not from the West Country; I'm from the Southeast. I don't <laughs> like that, but <laughs> I don't—I is... don't know why his demands were like <clears throat> exactly like that. Because surely, if you brought in a sensationalised TV news reporter, otherwise known as the Queen of Trash, coming in and... We'll get into, like, the later part of what you want to film. He He's just basically putting himself out there to be... Yeah,
1: he in- just doxxed himself completely. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is now, and then he's got no chance of getting away. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, what do you expect from people that rob chicken shops five times in a row? <laughs> because we can't really expect much more, can we?
2: Ridiculous, you know, you've got to at least, you know, think outside the box. Yeah. yeah. Outside the coop.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but then, uh, obviously, um, you've got the, that epic line from Lou Rawls as well, when it's talking to the kid. Yeah. And uh, like the kid's looking nervous, and Lou keeps talking to uh, to Nick, the kid. And um, he basically says, um, there's only there's only two ways out of there, kid. One's in handcuffs, the other's in a body bag. <laughs>
1: and the kid looks <laughs> so good. So oh, that was so good. But then, yeah, basically, what Mitch and... Um, ryan do is they try and make a little plan because there's a beer the, the you know, duke's beers on the table and the, and um, ryan's got some painkillers so they try and squeeze them you know crumble them up spit in the drink in the hope that duke will drink it but when he goes to drink it and they're all like waiting for him anxiously to do it he kind of drinks a bit and then spits it out because he doesn't like warm beer so foils their plan which
2: is is also subliminally a really good ploy for anti-drink spiking. So (laughs) screw you, Mitch, you just got foiled.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then there's this quite funny bit where, um, Ryan just decides to start like flirting with Duke kind of thing. Like, you know, like, like he would just fall for it straight away. You know, like Ryan suddenly like, Oh yeah. You know, we're here together. Let's dance. Let's have a dance. Whose idea was it to have a dance? Is that what most people do in a hostage situation? Just like, oh, we're here for a while, unless, you know, let's do a bit of salsa. Well, it was
0: just a plot, if I <laughs> say we
1: could get uh, Lou Rawls behind the piano. Yeah, I reckon that's what he's gone. That, <laughs> that man's pipes, his pipes. The best bit about Lou Rawls playing, though, the best bit is when Mitch is speaking to Nicky about the song and telling him that Lou did 17 years <laughs> in Alcatraz for killing his wife. <laughs> He so nervous, to not That was incredible. I was just like, "When I like, I was just trying to work out. Like, um, I mean, I, I couldn't tell whether that was a lie or whether he actually was telling the truth." At so least is,
0: he kind. Uh,
2: yeah. I, look, I mean, there is something that I wanted to pick up on before that happened, but whilst we're on the topic. Uh, Lou, oh, I, I know it was like a recording and it was dubbed, but like, you know, Lou Rawls' voice and piano playing is just absolutely stunning. Absolutely
1: stunning. It wasn't dubbed, that was his real voice. So I'll hear nothing more of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but did anyone hear like uh, the bit where Garner went up to um, the Queen of Trash and her um, camera woman? And he goes, I have a plan that can make you bigger than Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, Geraldo was like the biggest, or one of the biggest talk show hosts in the 90s in America. Kind of like on the same lines as um... Oh, Christ.
0: Yeah,
2: no. Come on now. He was pre- Pre-Jerry Springer.
1: I love Kilroy.
0: Kilroy? <laughs> 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 oh goodness what, what happened to kill where did he go didn't he like get called out to be like um uh bmp or something like that or um wasn't he like a um... bmp isn't that a picture file no wasn't he like <laughs> that, like jpeg at BNP? no i think he was called out as like a racist or something in like, in like the late 90s and he just disappeared didn't he like didn't he form like a uh, a racist like political party or something. Kilroy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, I swear.
1: Right, yeah he was okay. So I've, I've got the, the the Robert Kilroy Silk um, Wikipedia up. Apparently, he was elected as part of UKIP for a while, oh, yeah, and yeah. then he started a new party called uh, Veritas. Um, apparently, I don't really know what that's that's about. But yeah, he basically um, yeah became UKIP by the looks of it.
0: I I heard he'd become a massive racist
1: web. Discipline out there, we can't... Oh, he says here, actually, a spokesman for Kilroy told the Observer he's not racist at all. He employs a black driver. (laughs) Not my words, the words of the Observer.
2: And for anyone listening, fuck racism. We hate it. We yeah. absolutely abhor it, and um, which you could probably tell anyway for our love of Ghana and Lou Rules and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, I digress, actually. So, like, uh, Garner was actually saying to the camera uh, woman and uh, the Queen of Trash, uh, I have a plan that will make you bigger than Geraldo. Geraldo was kind of like the same levels of fame as Arsenio Hall, Oprah Winfrey, and even Montel. But well, Montel well, was kind well, of well. like... Uh, First division, not quite Premier League like Oprah and all that. <laughs> so, um so then it cuts back inside, and then um, Duke is going yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't really know why, but he was just kind of expressing himself. So you know, whatever. And then of course, like that's it, that's when Ryan starts dancing with him, and Mitch is kind of like signalling what to do. And then um, Lou Rule starts singing "Room with a View," and of course he just told a story, then it shows Duke's dodgy spider tattoo on the back of his neck. And then um the next thing that I've got was um <laughs> it, it the Hoff was actually doing some uh, really cool like monologue uh, and a narrative which ended with um uh, this wasn't one of those times like seemed to be like a great idea or something like that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and he grimaces
2: at the camera when it just zooms in on yeah. you. And well, they're basically so sorry after you man
1: gone oh i was gonna say i don't want to skip ahead for you but um what basically the, the the plan was that garner came up with is that they were going to get a flash copy to go back in um basically because obviously uh duke obviously loves the fame kind of things so they're like oh you know if we, we can get flash copy to to go back in then i can come with you basically so um they arranged to do that and then garner somehow gets a disguise out of nowhere as he always <laughs> seems to do he loves his disguises and he's there beating it comes in as the uh, sound you, guy
0: you, you've missed you missed a big thing first chris what if I something happened something uh, you've obviously blamed that in your memory because it hurt you so much <laughs> oh don't, don't remind me it's come back it's come back it was one of the
1: saddest moments in tv history
2: this is where duke becomes mega heel
1: no, what's you... the line? There's a line here which which actually um, would we'll sum it up. Hold on. Let me find the line. I, I don't know where it was, but it, it will work out. Where is the line? There's a good line somewhere. Yeah, you saw this guy's rap sheet. He's a damn psycho. That's what someone said earlier on. And it's true because he shot Lou. He shot him. The man has been on his first episode and he got hit and then shot.
0: But. Right, Leave to, Lou alone. So uh, Lou gets shot, then he's allowed out of the building, hinges, oh. right? And he gets put on a stretcher. Oh, he's got a and line. And to him, <laughs> and he goes, are you all right, Lou? And Lou went, he shot me in the love handles, yeah. <laughs> the most protected part of my body. <laughs> <laughs> Lou,
1: yeah, no pun intended, but Lou will go out with a bang. He gets a, He didn't even
2: get shot in the love handles. He got shot around the stomach.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe he's got very high love handles.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But before that, I don't know if anyone else picked on this, uh, but, like, he got shot, which totally sucked. But he ended up getting out of the building and then fell to the ground. So did he just, like wander out the building as he was shot
1: and then just they kind let of... him out didn't he let him out as a warning to the people that i'm gonna i will do stuff
2: I, th- I thought he was just dramatically walking out in slow motion i didn't actually catch the bit that he actually got let out so... no
1: I, I kind of just figured it out a bit later because he, he mentions it a bit later but i, I thought the same of that i was like what well, how do you get out so hobbles out but um yeah they basically let him out to be like so warning i will shoot people i'm gonna kill them give me give me my demands
2: and then we get Undercover Garner. And then we get Undercover Garner, yeah. Sound guy.
1: Yes, yes, very good. So, yeah, so, like, Ryan and Duke are having a bit of a dance, and then Garner is, like, holding the boom microphone over the top, and then he goes to reach for his gun, and then Duke spots him.
2: Can I just say, why does... Right, okay, so now the Duke has fans, and i use that term loosely... Um, he doesn't know he's got fans. He just assumes he's got fans. There's no <laughs> evidence. But why? Uh, th- this really confused me. Why does a ruthless, apparent drug dealer slash chicken shop thief want to film him and the beautiful lady that is Angie Harmon dancing live on television that when a hostage situation? <laughs>
1: I have no idea. Like, I was thinking that as well. I was like, yeah, because he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a really good idea my fans will love... Yeah, me me and Ryan dancing. It's like dancing with the stars, but dancing with the hostages.
2: If if, if I'm going to be a villain and I go into a bank and I start fucking up the joint, the last thing I'm going to want to do is demand that Trevor McDonald comes in with BBC <laughs> and I start having a little bit of a um, a dance to uh, St. Sam's Dance Macabre or maybe... You know, um Lepre Le Midi d'un Fawn by Claude Debussy, maybe Stravinsky <laughs> or Tchaikovsky, you know. That's the last thing I'm gonna to want to do. I will want some ace
1: of bass or some Space Girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> or scooter. Ace of bass or scooter, either one of those. I mean, I would love to have seen, you know, him dance to How Much Is the Fish? That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> or How Much is the chicken. Oh, there we go. There we go.
2: Also notice, do you think I'm stupid, Chicken Little? Three times he's got called cool Chicken
0: Little. And then he shoots Garner. Yes. This guy's brutal. He's like the most evil bastard they've had on this show so far, by yeah. Mitch mystery himself. He's a yeah. psycho. He's a rap He's a damn it's, psycho.
2: It's crazy, isn't it? And then Mitch
1: throws a table in the air. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> and then obviously he attacks him. There's a bit of a tussle going on. And this is a bit, okay, that confused me, okay? So, after they've had this bit of a fight, and he's kind of got him down on the the pool table and stuff, and he's got the gun, and, you know, the guy, you know, Duke's like, is that his his ankle, isn't he? Or something. He's saying about his his ankles hurt, bust up, or something. And then, you get little Nicky go, get off my brother! And, like, point the gun at Mitch. What I don't understand this time is that Nicky's pointing the gun at Mitch and Mitch is just kind of having a chat with him but Duke's right behind him like he's not dead like he could easily get up I was like why didn't he just grab him and choke him or something or do something why did he just casually just get up like oh yeah I'm screwed now I've hurt my ankle now I'm completely <laughs> useless it's not like he got stabbed or shot or lacerated he just got hit with a pull cue in the ankle yeah, exactly. That's completely out of action. Well, realistically, if he really wanted to, he could have taken Mitch down. He could do one of those, you know, behind like neck twist things they do on films, where like you know you twist the neck from behind.
2: But minus that um, little bit with his ankle, because clearly he's a ballerina and he hasn't really, you know. And of course, that is his Achilles. Ha 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 ha. That was a pretty good punch-up scene. Of course, that was a really good punch-up scene, but. Mitch got kicked in the face twice and he still looked beautiful at the end of it.
1: He always does. He always does. (laughs) (laughs) He's got got an immaculate face. It will never be. And then, Nicky, the little brother,
2: after a confliction, an internal confliction uh, of Mitch and Duke telling him what to do, kind of like the angel and the devil situation, then shoots his brother, Duke. He does.
1: He does. So... Yeah, and then obviously, you know, well yeah you know, I always thought it was the best thing for him to do, really. He might get off because he was, you know, he shoots a brother and, I don't know, I don't know what punishment he would get. He'll, he'll get a lower yeah. punishment. So just... Why are you
0: half expecting that? After what's happened in previous episodes, Were you half expecting after he shot his brother? It's just to he end. Goes to, no, to no, go to night at night time and Nicky just be sat there around the table and like, <laughs> it's all right, Nicky. Yeah, I've joined the army. <laughs> Uh, What we do get is something quite awesome Where it now cuts to um, Lou, uh, Garner And Mitch turning up at Ryan's trailer park, which I was confused Because last week she wasn't living in the trailer park But now she's back in the trailer park again um, Where she's laid out a, A picnic barbecue For them and um, they get given two <laughs> roast chickens which Mitch and Garner decide to pick up and was in the air. <laughs> but that
2: wasn't just any ordinary throw, that was a friggin' inhuman projectile throw, which they just went flying in the air forever as if they got shot out by a cannon. <laughs> you cannot throw that hard
1: and that far. And that was would- chickens. I'd like to think that it was a protest and they were just like, we've been to a chicken shop, we now have ultra respect for chickens, we are not eating those chickens, we are setting them free and they can fly in the air as their last thing. That's what I'm hoping.
0: Do you reckon that they launched them by a trebuchet?
2: (laughs) (laughs) But can I also note uh, Lou's great one line in this scene, which we totally skip past. After two days of listening to you snore, sleeping sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely lovely Lou. They were both on the same ward in the same room, and then uh, Lou was uh, 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 disgruntled by Garner's snoring. (laughs) And that's pretty much that episode, isn't it?
1: It is. We're and done. We're done. That is episode seven of season one. So we've still got one more to go on this one of the podcast. We're going into season two where we'll be watching or talking about an episode called curse of the mirrored box. Otherwise known as voodoo Zalba. <laughs> voodoo Zalba. So yeah, um, we're going to take a very quick break and we'll be right back to talk about all things voodoo.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Evenings with Mitch Buchanan, a Baywatch Nights podcast, and uh, we're on to uh, Season 2, Episode 7. After our little break, I did check on Twitter to see if um, Bobby Lashley had got back to me in regards to his maybe cameo. Um, as as expected, Bobby Lashley hasn't got back to me. Um, maybe he will next week. I'll give you an update every week until he does get back to me. <laughs> 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 oh, Chris. <laughs> no. Uh we're we're playing around with uh funny backgrounds at the moment and um <laughs> Chris just put up a picture of something that <laughs> just reminded me of the last episode.
2: <laughs> and um uh, <laughs> so the context of uh, silly backgrounds, I've actually got a picture of um Billy D. Williams, but it's not just Billy D. Williams, it's actually an interview of him from an eighties american tv show called the morning show where it's <laughs>
1: called the sexy billy d williams yeah. fun with skype everyone get involved it's yeah. fun.
0: <laughs> unfortunately i have an outdated version of skype and i can't put backgrounds on so i've just got the uh, the blurred effect um you know makes me look a little bit more Mysterious. legit in that market <laughs> 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 anyway right so we're on to uh, episode seven of season two And this episode, I just clicked off of it because I was looking up to see if Bobby Lashley was credited on (laughs) on IMDb Um, This episode is called um, Curse of the Mirrored Box Now Mitch is alarmed when a child that that he saved from a drowning six years ago is now part of a Haitian voodoo cult When Mitch (laughs) and Ryan investigate they turn to a voodoo priestess called Madame Tudor to help them, it first aired on the tenth of November, nineteen ninety-six. Now, for once, that's actually pretty spot
2: on. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, I
0: it... would, I would go as far to say as
1: the title of the episode isn't even accurate. Yeah, it... because
2: it, it, yeah, it, it isn't six years; it's a couple of years.
1: Yeah. Well, and, 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 and oh, no, the, the actual title, though, "Curse of the Mirrored Box." The mirrored box only shows up later later in the episode, and it's not curse. There's no curse on the mirrored box. It's just a mirrored box. There's no, in fact, this entire episode has very minimal to do with any sort of mirrored box. And in fact, the German title, which was James... How do you say it in German? Voodoo Zauber. Which is Voodoo Magic, is a bit more accurate. So yeah. I'd say even the title doesn't really sum it up. It should be called... I don't know what it should be called. It should be called, yeah, Voodoo Magic or... Name, voodoo people named after the, uh, the song of the same title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, that would have, that would have been awesome actually because this actually came out in '96. Could you imagine if this this whole episode opened up with voodoo people by the prodigy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. That's the shot of that woman uh, frying noodles. Is the uh, first shot we see in this? Uh... Oh, oh, did we find out? Okay, so
1: this is the mum at the beginning? Is she the lady from the season one episode? Did we find that
0: out? Madam no, Tudor's lady from season one episode? No, not the lady that Ghana has a, uh, a bit sexual thing with. I
2: can't confirm, okay. that she was
0: cooking rice noodles. Yeah. and I actually really fancied some, I and mean, we've got some uncovered. When I, when I saw that, I was actually like, "Do I really want to go out there?" And, uh, I ah,
1: oh, I think I've got some noodles around as well. Actually, I could really do noodles and soy sauce I've, right now.
0: I just at the moment, I've become obsessed with cooking ramen, like obsessed with it. Like and putting like you know, soy sauces in there, and um, obviously you guys are vegan. Uh, I'm not, so I've been <laughs> I've been using eggs with mine, but um, I'm really into like ramen at the moment. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> These smart price <laughs> noodles. Yeah, 19p in Aldi, these ones
1: oh, No, it's not well, Aldi, it's Morrisons But they, they were cheap, but they were only about 19p or something
0: For, for 49p, you can get some uh, Those proper Japanese ones, I think they're called like komichis or something okay. Really, really, really nice And uh, you can do them in like the whole soup broth As well, and they come with about six different Sachets you've got to put in for different, different Stages of the cooking <laughs> it's, it's Do you love a
1: good noodle? Do you love a good noodle? <laughs> Anyway, let's get on with uh what's going on with this episode then. So we got a woman, we have got a, uh, a mother, a mother, and she's sat downstairs in her house and she hears all these strange noises and voices and stuff going on. And um, yeah, she walks up to the room of her daughter, which I, I couldn't work out actually is a daughter called Anna or Annie because it kept sounding different for the entire episode. Uh, so, Anna.
2: I thought it was Annie, and I was really hoping that there would be some sort of like um, smooth criminal reference. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Annie, <you're>
1: okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, James, you just said it was Annie, and Nick, you just said it was Anna. I've got Anna,
2: yeah. I've got Annie the way it was being pronounced.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, sometimes uh, some in it, they, they do say Anna, so they keep mixing it up. I don't know, it's confusing. But she's called something beginning with A Anna, Alfred, <laughs> Albert, whatever you want to call her. Uh, Audrey. Yeah. So, so basically, Annie, Audrey's mum, hears all the voices and goes up to the room to find out what's going on. And she's like, oh, you know, what's going on in, in my daughter's bedroom? And then she opens the door, and then it's like straight into, like, I don't know what, I don't know. It's basically just a room with a, a really, you know, faulty smoke machine going on, uh, and a man in one of those morph suits uh, kind of like poking his head near a wall wasn't it and stuff but a man behind like a flexible you know, you know where you've know, got like a flexible sheet and you push your face towards it that was coming out of a wall well, lots was, of smoke, odd voices
0: it was 96 and it was, a, it was the same year as the frighteners and um, oh, obviously yeah, in the sense. frighteners there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of people like faces come out the walls and that and then the bit where it comes out oh, did remind me of the poster art for the frighteners yeah yeah no um, you
1: said that that's very true yeah and then so she basically all this crazy stuff's going on, and then she's like, "Ah!" And then she she falls down the stairs. She like rolls down the stairs, and then she's at the bottom. And then I believe it is. I think it is. It was Annie, wasn't it? It looked like Annie, or, or something like standing over her, saying, that "Yeah." She but then she took a couple of stairs afterwards. Yeah, yeah. weird. But it, it didn't really look like her. It looked like an older version of her. I don't know. I thought that.
0: Yeah, she looked like an, I thought it was
1: like yeah, the the, the It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> loads of crazy stuff happened. Anyway. And the mum's a bit freaked out. And then Mitch and Ryan just turn up the next day. Well, yeah, well they come round, you know, obviously she's giving them a bell and she's been like, I don't know, some weird crap's going on in my daughter's room. You need to come round and have a look, there's a face coming out of a wall. <laughs> so you know, Mitch and Ryan, that like, sounds standard day for us. Now we're in season two. So um, yeah, they go round and then they, um, and Mitch is like, you know, Ryan's like, you know, how do you, how do you know him? And Mitch's like, yeah, yeah, you know, saved, saved the daughter a while ago, she was drowning, everyone seems to drown. It kind of, it makes me question whether that beach is very safe, the amount of people that seem to drown that he knows. But, um, yeah, so basically, um, they, they get there and they go up, um, you know, to the, to the room and they have a bit of an investigation up there. I really like the fact there was an Alanis Morissette poster Oh, yeah. It's that. so. so good. <laughs> there was a Hootie and the Blowfish one as well. <laughs> one. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah, Hootie and the Blowfish and the last four set. So. And then um, Mitch is kind of like, oh, you know, it doesn't really look like much is going on. But then he spots some blood, a mark of blood near the window, which Ryan, oh. as, she, as she does, instantly assumes it isn't human.
2: I, no, I've got such a problem with this, right? So... So, sinister woodwind music plays as Ryan picks up gemstones and crystals on the table, big up the Alanis Morissette poster, and then big <laughs> capital letters. How do you conclude her daughter is into voodoo after picking up some hair from dried blood without tweezers off the windowsill? <laughs> <laughs> it's voodoo. It's got to be
1: voodoo. How do you fucking conclude that? I'm so if it, was Teague, if it was Teague, I'd let him get away with it, because that's, Teague just knows everything. Actually, Teague wasn't in this episode. Yeah, he's,
2: he, mentioned, but he's mentioned, but... Mentioned.
1: He's not in it. It's a bit disappointing. Where was Teague? Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Yeah, I mean, are we really surprised by this point that they just make this assumption, to be honest? They do it every episode. They just make it something oh yeah, it's definitely a Green goo. Yeah, it's definitely the a joke, and it's It's definitely, you know... There's no kind of they don't question it. There is no. It's not really a surprise.
2: The mother actually had some really funny, unintentionally funny lines. She
1: did. (laughs) The next bit, so first. Blood and (laughs) voodoo! My God, what (laughs) has she got herself into?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought, oh, you're a poet. You didn't even know it. Wicked. (laughs) And then she goes, Mitch, I'm scared. When she comes home late at night, she smells like death. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so good.
2: that is so insulted like could that be a reference to death breath you know that morning breath sort of like thing. Well, she just smells like death like well,
1: why don't you just get some antiperspirant <laughs> Yeah, it's all you need <laughs> to sort yourself out so yeah so basically this girl is you know, playing around with voodoo apparently that's what they, they've come up with and um, they decide they're going to try and kind of um, like follow her to see you know what's going on um so mitch and ryan are there, they're sat in the in the van and uh, they're flirting again they flirt a lot they're always you know the, the sexual tension is do you think the sexual tension between them is building quite a lot in this season mm-hmm. it really is isn't
2: it it's it's building up so much isn't it and like uh, what was it that i've got in the notes um oh yeah mitch getting very cheeky with ryan as there are certain things that you don't do on the first date that you could only do on the fifth Proceeds to caress Ryan and says, What about the tenth? Complete with a cheeky grin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's be fair, Mitch is going straight for anal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not messing around.
2: <laughs> He's got to
1: use some of that voodoo magic. <laughs> Oh he's going straight, in. he's not messing around, he's not waiting, he's just like that. So yeah,
0: level 10. Knowing the story about how Angie Harmon got the role in the show, that she was on an aeroplane and she walked past the Hoff, and he just cast her in the program. Really? The first role ever, yeah, right? This before is this before? Is this doing- I've, said, I've said this in previous episodes, right? Do you think Baywatch Nights was just a whole thing that, that he cooked up just so he could try and get with Angie Harmon? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at
1: all. I mean, when did he meet her? Did he meet her after the pilot? Is that why he says... No, because she's in the pilot. She's like, he's standing in the background. Oh, yeah, maybe... Look, yeah, maybe he, he met her on the... um. He met her on the plane, then he cast her for the pilot, and then he just kept checking her out the whole time. We like, let to make her more main character, then we get to spend more time together. I
0: mean, That's what i <laughs> Every week they go to the writer's room where they discuss like what's going on with the next episode. Like, um, uh, Ryan and Mitch. Cause, like, when, when he shows his jealousy look, like, he, he genuinely looks like he's really jealous in real life when she's like, with other characters. <laughs> he is. He is
1: super jealous, isn't he? He's very jealous. But yeah, basically there's yeah, a bit of sexual tension building and they follow Annie to a warehouse which it looked kind of familiar. Was it the same warehouse? that um You know the one where he... he you know, falls off the roof and then does the floating thing. They look like the same place. Have they reused the location?
0: Yeah, I think
2: so. Recognize that warehouse from some X-File episodes as well.
1: Yeah, maybe it's a kind of a standard
0: place. It also reminds me of the warehouse in uh, Prayer of the Roller Boys, the um, Corey Hayne uh, right. classic. 19- if you've never seen that, it's a, it's an ultimate classic uh, rollerblading post-apocalyptic <coughs> movie. Yeah, it's, oh, maybe. it's awesome.
1: Maybe, but um, yeah, basically they, they get there and you know, they kind of follow her and then they kind of lose her for a second, and then Mitch hears some weird stuff going on down a manhole cover, which um, Ryan thinks must be one of those rave clubs. <laughs> <laughs> in, the the
0: <laughs> in the middle of the day?
1: In the middle of the day, in next to a warehouse, down a manhole cover. Right, right? All this, the good raves happen. This
0: is, that, is right. another thing I didn't get, right? Later on, the people, that all, all the Voodoo people, they'll work in this factory right, doing the uh, Factory stuff. So what is it? Was this like their lunch break? They just go. Oh, it's lunch break now. We'll go underground and we'll just like do a voodoo ritual and then go back upstairs and start packing boxes again in a minute.
1: (laughs) 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 none of them really said anything. None of the other people did they? They just kind of just stood around, just kind of waiting to be told what to do.
2: Did any? Right. Okay. So there was a bit when they first went down into the sewer to actually pursue them in the midst of that ritual. Now. I don't know if he reviewed us in this film called The Lobster. Oh, like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, yeah the, da-
2: did, did the dance scene in the middle of the ritual scene remind you of the silent disco scene in The Lobster? <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny. It was just like that animated, almost kind of like silent, odd
0: dance. That film, Lobster, is such an awkward film. Everything about it is awkward, and that's what makes it so good. I need to watch it. The the awkwardness, yeah, you'd like it, Chris. It's very, very weird. Um, You'd love the rave scene. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) I'm going to check that out. But yeah, basically what's going on is it looks like Annie is surrounded by a load of people, and they're all stabbing the floor. Like just stabbing the floor and stuff, and then Mitch runs in being, you know, to kind of like try and rescue her, being like, Oh no, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, and then the the main guy what what's his name again? Papa Doc. Papa Doc. Yeah. Papa Doc. He's kind of like, you know, gives him this kind of look and he's got this um contact. Kind of Marilyn Manson eye. He's basically just got a contact lens in one eye, so he's just got like a one small bit. You can you can see it's a contact in some scenes as well. You know it's just so he's just doing it for show really it's just a, a fraud mm. um <laughs> it's a voodoo fraud uh, and then um yeah he asks i like when he asks um you know um uh, what is it what do you do that makes you so brave he and says
0: wave <laughs> she noted that like i've got it on my notes wave
1: <laughs> what do you do that makes you so brave <laughs> and which is like i'm a lifeguard and then Ryan's just like, I'm just with him. And then, and then Mitch is like, you know, saying about, oh, what's going on with this voodoo stuff then? You know, where does it all originate from? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he just, all, all the guy says is that it comes from Africa. He's quite vague about it. But I, I didn't think voodoo came from Africa.
2: Uh, right, th- this is where I've got a problem. This is where I've got a, a very big problem. It's from okay. Haiti, isn't it? Haiti. Right, okay, so um, when he pronounced the word brave, it was, it was said in a very French uh, French tone, so French voodoo <laughs> He then said about like, you know Voodoo coming from Africa, so I guess Like in terms of like origins Yeah, it most certainly could have Come from there, but They're from Haiti, it said That they're from Haiti, which I had a little look into it, it's like What is actually like you know, the primary Language in um
0: French. In Haiti,
2: French, French Creole oh
1: public um island there we go that makes a bit more sense but yeah it's not africa because it's um haiti's north america isn't it
0: south america
2: yeah it, it's it's on it's in between like you know, it's in like that dominican republic uh area
0: yeah
1: because caribbean
2: yeah. yes that's it yeah so like uh, it's around there but which also reminded me um nick didn't you say one of or two of our listeners were from the French Republic Island of Reunion.
0: Uh, we Yes, we have got some listeners in, in Reunion, yes. Do you reckon that was Papa Doc? <laughs> <laughs> well I I'd like it to I'd like it to, you know, funny enough I actually I was really impressed with Proper Dog this week. I think he was like uh, one of the uh, one of the best villains we've had so far in the show actually. I so thought I tweeted him. Yeah, I tweeted him. Um his name's uh, Adam Lazari White and um, I've I've tweeted him just 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 congratulated him on his um performance that <laughs> he did 25 years ago as a villain. I'm <laughs> sure you appreciate show. that <laughs> I thought he
2: nailed this particular role. I thought he was great in it. Uh, so shout out to Adam. Like, you've done awesome. But I've this is where my reference points pick up, and I can't wait to share this with you. Right. So, character-wise, the way he was dressed as the Haitian uh, voodoo witch doctor was exactly like
1: the Godfather
2: character in WWF. Godfather, right. i uh,
1: okay, oh, sorry. I was actually... Oh, hold on. It is the same person. Papa Shango. Right, yeah. yeah so- that's what I was just Googling. I was Googling it. As you said that, I was Googling Papa Shango.
2: And this was where I was getting at because he was dressed like the Godfather in the WWF Attitude era. But the, the wrestler that plays the Godfathers, his previous character was Papa Shango,
1: who was also a voodoo witch doctor. Yeah, he was. That is very true. Yeah, it's funny, because I was literally Googling Papa Shango. And also, they kept saying Shango, didn't they? When they did the chance. Did you pick that up? Right, well, I think there was some
2: serious, old-school WWF, like, references in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: just the pre- it's
1: literally, it's like, Shango, Shango, the Mountie, Shango, big boss man, Shango, ultimate warrior. Like, you yeah, just listen.
0: at this
2: particular time, um, The go- I think, um, oh, shit, um, yeah, that was it, yeah. So the guy, um, the, the wrestler that played Papa Shango and the Godfather, in this period of time, I think he was called Karma, as spelt K-A-M-A, and he was in the Nation of Domination with Verruc, The Rock, um, uh, Mark Henry and all that. So this is kind of around that mid-90s period, and then he became the Godfather. So I'm wondering if Papa Doc was actually an influence to how the godfather dresses in the (laughs) (laughs) wwf
0: funny enough right another thing that i um want to shoot back to is basically the producers of this and baywatch also produced another beach themed program in the 90s Mm. thunder in paradise with hulk hogan in the height of his wwf career
1: Oh, so there's some WWFs there.
0: And there was some wrestlers in there, and a lot of the cast from Baywatch were also in Thunder and Paradise. So there is some WWF linkage. Um, You know, some of the same writers as well. Maybe.
2: And and also, in one of the uh, Baywatch episodes, there was a lot of WCW references because Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage saved someone on the beach. Yeah. And then they all of a sudden had this massive wrestle off with Ric Flair, Vader, and Kevin Sullivan. And so basically, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage teamed up with <laughs> Mitch Buchanan to save the beach.
1: So what you're saying is, by episode 17, we're going to see Mitch and Ryan and the Legion of Doom <laughs> fighting a ghost. Oh
0: like. <laughs> And awesome. then also, if you think about it, in the Baywatch remake movie, the Rock played Mitch Buchanan. So it's like Baywatch and WWF are in the same universe. Oh my god! And
2: I <laughs> could,
1: uh,
2: you reckon like uh, Mitch Buchanan could be the thirtieth entry in the Royal Rumble next year? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would God, be, incredible
2: God, it's Mitch Buchanan with the lifeguard jacket? Well, what, what,
1: what, what, yeah, but would, they, would they go in as a tag team or would they go separately?
2: I would quite happily see a Mitch Buchanan team up with Ryan. <gasps> <laughs> just
0: imagine, he gets to number thirteen here. He's after the sun. Down.
1: <laughs> no, it just has the scream. I <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be his. That could be his, like wrestling evolution. He does the first bit as normal, Mitch. <laughs> and then like he evolves a bit later on that would be incredible that would be actually amazing why isn't the Hoff done wrestling to be fair he seems like the kind of person that would
2: oh man we should come to that subject in a different episode though because I have a feeling we could have like the Baywatch wrestling connection as a whole thing and
0: we got the Bobby Lashley one earlier off on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well anyway,
1: we'll be where they crack on with this one then so after um you know they've been down they've disrupted this voodoo ceremony and stuff and Papa Doc's, you know, he's he's a bit annoyed about everything and Annie's annoyed as well because you know, she's just annoyed people are trying to, you know, ruin her her voodoo fun. The best thing about this is he's just like yeah, you, know, you know when you have those episodes where you just got like the rebellious teenager and they normally go off and hang out with the bad kids. He's just with her. She's just going to <laughs> hang out with a voodoo tribe. You know, it's just like it's just, she's just pissed off at her mum going to hang out with a load of voodoo kids. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah basically what happens then we we see mitch um the next day and he's uh he's going to no, actually no we, we see this kind of weird ceremony don't we because papa doc's like really kind of annoyed at mitch and you see all this kind of dancing and it, they're kind of dancing around the lifeguard tower
0: oh Ooh. yeah
1: <laughs> oh what's going on <laughs> so the next day mitch is strolling along the beach and everything, and he sees the lifeguard tower, and he's feeling a bit weird. He's like, "Oh, what's the going on?" He needs a poo. Yeah, does he need a poo? Has he poo? He's just got a migraine? We just don't know. But he's he's having a stroll along, and then he he gets up to the you know to to the hut, and he opens all the windows and everything, and then he he looks at, um, something hanging up, and it's this little kind of I don't know what it was. It was like a really freaky like Barbie doll wasn't it? or something. Chicken leg. A chicken leg was it? Yeah. I thought it was a Barbie doll. Yeah, it was uh, a chi- It's a
2: chicken foot.
1: Okay, well, a chicken foot that looks like a Barbie doll then, I guess. And um, then suddenly everything goes weird and all the, the shutters close up and everything. And then Mitch is just like freaking out and he's he's had this kind of vision that there's like this surfer drowning and he needs to get out to them. And so he grabs his floaty device and he like wanders down the beach. And he's like falling over and it just looks like he's wrecked. It's like he's just had a real heavy night. And he's trying to recover and then um he collapses on the floor and then donna and griff come over and they're like oh you know are you okay are you okay and everything and he's like someone I've, in the water
2: i've got i've got to say um don't you think that he actually put more efforts going over the um like the rail ramp of the uh, of the stairs going down It's just like he was walking down the stairs And then he just kind of flipped over it, and that was more
1: effort going over that than it was actually walking down. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, But yes, again, he's walking along, and then he's like, "Oh, there's people, yeah, person's dying in the surf," and they're like, "No, no, there isn't." He's like, "Yeah, there is." He's like, "No, there isn't." Um, (laughs) So then, you know, (laughs) then he basically just collapses and just passes out. Uh, and the next thing, he's on the back of the, the lifeguard truck thing, and they're, they're, they're patching him up and everything. And he reckons it's just a virus, and he, he feels all right now, so he's going to have a day off. Um, yeah,
2: there was lots of stuff that they found, wasn't there? So, uh, Ryan yeah, Ryan found, found stuff, yeah. Yeah, Ryan found feathers and bones and a pouch of items in that little bag. And um, Ryan then suggests talking to
1: Teague. Yeah, which um, Teague doesn't show up. Oh, just a uh, quickly, I've just got a message from someone on, on our Instagram. Bobby this Lashley. Says, uh, this is Paula, Paula Myth, who says, Hi, do you have any more videos Mitch Dive? I don't really know what that means. <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any more videos of Mitch Diving, maybe? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, what <laughs> <not. laughs> other people want? Okay, I, <laughs> we'll, I'll try and get a of Mitch Diving for you there, Paula, if, if you tune in.
0: So
1: it's like the lady that actually thinks we're David Hasselhoff as well. <laughs> yeah, anyway, back to the thing, Yeah. Ryan finds a load of voodoo shit near the tower, uh, chicken bones and some blood and they, they decide they need to talk to Teague and everything but they, they don't actually talk to him but um, they basically they figure out from, what's she called again? What's the, the, the voodoo lady called again? Madam?
0: Madam uh, Lady from the last episode. <laughs> Madam Tudor.
1: Madam yeah Tudor. Madame so they they speak to her, and she basically says that Papa Doc has tagged Mitch because she 's been annoyed and he, he uses lots of hexes, spells and curses and everything um and the, yeah basically he's got to be careful because Papa doc has has powers that and mitch will will not succeed against basically um and yeah, and then I think we we just go back to um Mitch is just kind of going to hunt him down, isn't it? And then he's yeah, going to apologise to him. Yeah, and he's just in the dockyard, you know, just piling things up because that's what he does. Papa Doc is a voodoo master in the evenings and just throws stuff around in a factory in the day. And then we get some fun stuff.
0: Oh, so, yes.
1: Yeah. It was
0: <laughs> <He laughs> <knows laughs> fun of stuff. <laughs> so, uh,. So so Papa Doc basically uh, Mitch apologizes to Papa Doc. And then Papa Doc makes flames appear behind Mitch and um what else oh yeah he had knives dropped from the sky. And uh <laughs> Mitch goes, I've been to Vegas and seen David Copperfield and he's better than me. <laughs> And then Papa Doc says, Well, I'm going to
1: make it so every time you see a dog, that dog is going to attack you and try to
0: eat you. <laughs> that, yeah. and, then, and then Mitch leaves, and as he leaves, a dog tries to attack and eat him. So he jumps in the car with Ryan, and then Papa Doc appears behind him and strangles him. And, and then
1: the best line I was wrong. He is better than David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> but the effects and stuff were it's great, wasn't it? When he was just standing there and then, like, Papa Doc's, like, you know, going to do all his things and all these flames come up behind him and knives. Mitch is just not phased at all. He doesn't even flinch. He just stood there like, whatever, I saw David Copperfield walk through the Great Wall of China and fly over the Grand Canyon. This is nothing compared to that.
2: <laughs> I mean, To be perfectly honest, if I was in the same room as a voodoo priest, I'd be a
1: little bit nervous. No, but Mitch is... Battled a green goo and shit. He doesn't care, does he? Yeah,
0: Mitch's got a telekinetic alien best friend. Uh, and Mitch went home after an amphibian woman died.
1: Or swam away. Yeah, Mitch literally has, you know, he really doesn't care. He just really doesn't care. And then, I, I don't know what happened after this, but all I've got written is, he's got some hair. Any ideas for that, what that's in reference to? I think yeah. he's either chopped off a bit of um, Mitch's oh, hair. Or oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, he's got some hair. <laughs> I, 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 I was wondering whether I saw someone as like he's got some hair. Look, like, he <laughs> <hair. laughs> he's got a good hairstyle. But no, it was Papa Dog got some of Mitch's hair, didn't he? For the yeah, because
2: in voodoo practices, to have something of the person that you're looking to put a curse on or a hex on, you need like a, a lock of their hair or something
1: that's attributed to them so that
2: does make sense yeah
1: and then basically uh then they tell griff to basically try and keep uh anna or annie like busy don't they they're like keep her busy so she doesn't go to the voodoo people um so we can figure out what's going on so he goes to the the music shop oh yeah i have got a note about this okay right you go first we're going to see whether we've got the same note okay so i'll put oh dear how did he not realize where the blues section is okay also did anyone notice which confused me at first because yeah the blue section was obviously right next to him right right behind him (laughs) but also what confused me and i I figured it out when i looked back on it but like i was looking at the cds he was looking at beforehand obviously he he went past the two pack one and at first i was like you know why is two pack in the blues section at first (laughs) But then I also realised this is before I actually figured out what the section was. I also noticed that Pantera's vulgar display of power was also there. Shit, really? <laughs> and I was like, why is Pantera in the blue section? <laughs> it really confused me for a while, but only because it's so like low. You know, low resolution. You could see at the top it did say metal, but I did think Pantera had been <laughs> and Tupac were both classed as blues, which i uh... Oh my god, I've just had like this absolutely mind blowing
2: thing that has come to mind, right? So, me and a few friends, we've actually got like this kind of uh, in joke going on about David Hasselhoff and Pantera. Really? Right? What? And if we go with vulgar display of power and we take um david hasselhoff and reference him into a song off of that album called fucking hostile we
1: call it (laughs) fucking hostile
2: (laughs) 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 about that shit before it became a meme
1: (laughs) oh my god someone's got to do a video edit of that that's got to happen fucking hostile fucking
0: hostile
1: that is amazing i'm so glad i spotted that pantera <laughs> out, just for that fact good shout a... chris nice one <laughs> yeah um so then yeah so she's like griff's trying to like keep her attention at one point i thought she looked a little bit like a young vanessa hudgens from high school musical uh but then from a different angle she looked completely different so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i ignored that that note but i referenced it anyway um and then and then she's having a chat with griff about you know what happened and everything and you know um, cause he notices she's wearing like this certain necklace and he's like, Oh, yeah, you know, that necklace there. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but that's like a voodoo necklace basically. And she's like, I know, I know. And he's like, Oh, how do you know? And everything. And they start mentioning she knows a bit about voodoo. And she says, Basically, my dad died. My mum had boyfriends. So basically, I just found a voodoo cult because I, <laughs> <laughs> so I was angry and annoyed. Um, <laughs> and, and then he asked her if she wanted to go for, for, for some coffee or food or something. I can't remember. Wow. And then, and then this truck pulls up with the voodoo men in. And they're like, you've got to get in. You know, and he's got to get in because uh, Papa Doc needs you. And then a fight ensues. And there's, there's some quite, you know, some quite brutal punching. That was pretty
2: good they fire, was, actually. Yeah, they, they were some pretty intimidating bastards, weren't they? But I, like, mean, I think
1: Griff yeah, held his own, considering it was three against one. He did pretty well. But I
2: do feel that the <laughs> the punching sound effects just kind of, the softened the edge of this scene. <laughs> I'm
0: just wondering and um, if any of those guys that jumped out of that van, if any of them ended up in the WWE. Because <laughs> I'm actually thinking now that it might have been like a training ground for WWE wrestlers. like It's like the NXT of its, of its day. <laughs> <laughs> it's really other... Come
1: on, day, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, So yeah, so once uh, yeah, they, they've basically beat up Griff, and then they, they drag Annie, Anna, whatever the hell she's called, into the van. And they, they they go off. And basically, we discover that Papa Doc, it wants to use Anna to get the power of demons, apparently. Yeah, yeah which is uh, quite shocking. So Mitch Mitch has had enough of this crap. He's like, right, I'm going down there. I'm going down there. I'm sorting this out. And the, the, the woman, the voodoo woman, she's just like, no, no. you're just going to get killed. Like you're wasting your time. What are you doing? And Mitch is just stubborn. And he's like, no, I'm going down. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind and sort him out. So, um, Mitch goes down and, uh, on the way there, um, the, well, Ryan's originally going to go with him and video lady's like, no, no, no Ryan, stay with me because I've got a way we can, we can battle him without going down there. I've got this, um, mirrored box. Thing basically, mirrored box which isn't cursed in any way. So I don't know why, but yeah, there's, there's a mirrored, there's a mirrored box. Um, but basically, what she needs to get this thing going is um, uh, with like a what's it called like a kind of token thing, doesn't they? A voodoo token thing. It's hidden in her room. Is that right? What, what yeah. was it called?
0: I needed, I needed a token of her of, of his so they can do it. So anything that belongs to Um, doc they can use to create the
1: mirrored box. Yeah, so she goes into the... um, Ryan goes to the house and says to the mum, do you mind if I pop up to Anna's room? I've got to find a voodoo thing to put in a mirrored box. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) walking up the stairs, go in the room, and then like at the beginning, Ryan walks into the, the voodoo room so you've got faces coming out the walls again, and, you know, there's broken smoke machine there's just, just fogged up everything all these weird voices and ryan's looking around and just trying to yeah i, I wonder, as soon as she walks in she has a flip doesn't she <laughs> like a, just like a flip across <laughs> the room massive flip and it, it kind of feels i don't know about you it kind of felt like she was in more like a fun house it felt more, more like a fun house than a voodoo room you know i thought I just love the fact
2: that she just walks in, doesn't really say what she's going to be looking for, ends up doing some sort of acrobatic flip in midair, full of um, a room full of smoke and dodgy lighting and uh, jaunty camera angles, and she leaves the house without any explanation.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She, oh, yeah. When she leaves, she's just like, "Yeah, I've got it now. Yeah. on See you like, later."
2: Mentioning the insanity that ensued, just like.
1: Yeah, I'm off. See you later. <laughs> I'm done. I've got my, I've got my voodoo <laughs> token. See you in a bit. <laughs> That's just what they do, isn't it? And then then we flash to Mitch, and Mitch is trying to get there. He's in the van. But then voodoo man, Papa Doc, starts doing some ceremony with a voodoo doll. And he obviously curses it to be Mitch, and he starts stabbing him. <laughs> And then as Mitch is driving, he's getting severe stabbing page, pains where at one point the truck goes off road and straight through a birthday party. <laughs> I, I
0: got Mitch, Mitch feels pain as he drives through a park picnic
1: party. This guy's a big sign saying happy birthday. And I was like, poor guy. And you can hear them shouting, being really annoyed. He doesn't even apologise. I'm sorry. I've just been
0: stabbed by a you know. I apologise. His hand's bleeding and then he rips off like a bit of his shirt with his own teeth and then wraps it round his hand to stop it bleeding.
2: Well, I didn't realise that he that's what he was trying to do. I just thought it just cut to a scene of him just chewing off his own shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just started screaming with laughter because of,
2: why is he chewing his own shirt? Like, what the fuck is going on?
1: It's so good. And then, then we cut back to you know, as as Mitch is trying to get to the, you know, to, to the the voodoo hangout. We cut back to to Ryan and voodoo woman, and they're preparing the mirrored box, and she's doing all these like voodoo noises, which are just just kept making me laugh because some of them were just like, i uh, just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> crap noises ever. I was like this ain't voodoo, it was just kind of like shango. Uh, like just, <laughs> just really odd noises, um, and then we got back to to Mitch and he, he runs into a pole, which I liked. Does he, remember? <laughs> he runs into a pole, and leaves a big blood stain on the pole, um, and then he, he runs down, uh, and he gets in in the thing, and they and everyone stops and they see him, and uh, Annie's there and she's she's quite uncomfortable with what's going on, and she's like, "Help me, Mitch!" Uh, and the guys are stabbing him, voodoo doll stabbing him and everything, and he, he's really not happy. But then Voodoo Woman makes a load more noises, and then suddenly the Papa Doc explodes from his chest. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> just, I mean, it just explodes from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> it just explodes.
1: It like, and then it just falls been- to the floor. Yeah, and then Mitch is healed, and he's healed.
0: And then, then Annie gets up and was
1: like, "I'm sorry, Mitch." Yeah, and no one else cares. This is what like I said earlier. But all the people there, none of them give a shit. Love they just stand around. They don't say a word. It's like they, they just look. They just look a bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't really know what to do now. I'm just going to kind of stand here and wait for it, You know, wait for all this to blow over, and then probably go home.
2: Oh, it was so funny. It was just the way that it just literally just. Puffed out of his chest. It was like, um, it, it was like, uh, um,
1: our oh, alien. Yeah, it was. It, it was pretty much like alien, just without the alien. It was just like that kind of scene of, uh, and, and then, you know, we gave a couple families after that. Yeah, then we, then we, yeah, cut back to the house and we got Annie and Mitch's mum. And then another thing here, right, um, Again, but when uh, Mitch was saying goodbye to the mum, he kissed her on the lips as well. Did all notice that? <laughs> I was no, like, he, are you, he kissed me on the lips. What the little girl? No,
0: no the, 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 little little
2: mum. Girl, the mum. No, the mum. No, I didn't see that. I saw he ki- I thought you meant the little girl. I was like, no, no, no. She he kissed her on the cheek. Uh, but... right I reckon Mitch went
1: back, bang, banged the mum <laughs> 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 because she was happy. The daughter was back, so she was like, well done. I thought it was so funny, though, because
2: uh, this end scene... um, So I've got Ryan called Mitch Honey. Mm. He did. And then he's like... Basically, the whole premise of this end part scene was... um, (laughs) <laughs> was uh, Annie basically put a spell on Mitch to say oh yeah yeah you know she'll be more attracted to you now and all of a sudden Mitch has got a complex and then all of a sudden you know Ryan starts calling Mitch honey she's freaking him out and then all of a sudden Annie and Ryan are totally on it winking at each other just like oh yeah we got him and then he's like so where are we going to go for this date and all of a sudden he's freaking out now the pressure's on Mitch to take Finally, take Ryan out on a date.
1: Yeah, and then there's. Well, I bit... bet
0: they forget about it next week. I bet, they, I bet next week they won't be on a date. They'll be like just back to flirting with each other again. And it's a little
1: wink exchange because we know it's a bit of a setup between Ryan and and Annie. Little wink exchange, and then uh-huh. for the credits, and we're all done. Voodoo is over. Magic I'll... people, are voodoo people.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, that, that leaves really the big question. We come to you every week. We pitch uh, season one against season two. So
2: uh, currently, just to just for chronological um, discussion, we are four two to season two
1: at the moment. Okay, four two to season two. And this week, i think we'll let Chris vote first. Oh God, I, uh, I haven't, I haven't really decided. I need, but I need to make a decision. So I. I'm probably going to go with season two, I think See, season two. There were some great jokes in there. I loved all the David Copperfield lines. <laughs> 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 they definitely made me laugh. Uh, you know, I, I love just crap effects, like overused smoke machines and weird voices, which they've used in so many episodes now. It's just a continuation. But the fact is that crap, I really like, I like the line about the dog. I oh, thought well, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> if I told you the next time you see a dog, it will bite you, and it does. Is that my power? It's <laughs> <just> like, what if <laughs> a <laughs> what line is that? It was great. So I am going to go for yeah, season two. You know, I have been I've been always been a, a staunch sort of season one fan up until last episode where I swayed to season two and now I'm doing season two again. So is season two gonna you know, am I gonna stick with it? I think we'll find out. Let's move on to James then.
2: Okay, so the Season 2 episode really reminded me of this episode called Sleepless in the X-Files, which was about voodoo rituals and voodoo cults and whatnot. And even though I preferred the story of Season 2, I enjoyed Season 1 that little bit more just because of the really funny one-liners. Only just, though. Only just. But it was kind of like... It was a quite a tough like decision for me for this one. But, um, there's, but both episodes have their better qualities. But in terms of comedic value, which eventually just slightly upped the ante, season
0: one gets my vote this week. Nick's got the deciding vote. Well, I mean, this was a tough week for me. Um, because, yeah, uh, obviously I love the horror stuff. And I... I'm normally the opposite to you, Chris, I am Mr. Season Two. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm all about the horror. But I've got to admit, right, I did I I, I loved Papa Doc. I thought Papa Doc was a really, a really good villain and right. I like I like I liked the video stuff and I liked like you said the, the line with the dog and stuff like that. But then the season one episode, like I I always like a good sort of like hostage situation. <laughs> and um I I love Lou rules. I mean, Lou rules definitely. Um,
1: yeah, what, what are we doing? Why are we season <laughs> two when Lou's in it? I feel like I've betrayed him. I'm, uh, right, that's it. I'm changing my vote. I'm going um, season one.
0: I just I it's unanimous.
1: Know. Season one, new rules. <laughs> you've won. It's...
0: Yeah, I, I, this week I am going for season one. I actually thought it was a good episode, and yeah, there was there was some, some <laughs> stupid bits about it, but it was the stupid bits about it, like the fact that you're just laying on that pool table casually and you could have just grabbed Mitch, and <laughs> just didn't bother <laughs> stuff like that. made you, like actually prefer it, so I am going to go for season one this week. So oh. yeah.
1: I'm changing my vote. I'm going season one. Just for <laughs> I can't dedicate this whole episode to him and then make him lose. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. So sorry. About sorry. Lou. I apologize. I, I was blinded by voodoo. It was a curse from the mirrored box that made me choose season two. But now it's you know, it's worn off like Mitch's virus. And I'm voting for you, Lou. Season one, you win. Yeah. Peace what? has been rest- it's now four three in the favour of season two. Ooh! So, uh, what have we got coming up next week, Nick? Have you got the uh, the rundowns for episode <sighs> eight? Uh, eight? Let
0: me just get them up. Right. So, episode See, eight. Was-
1: you said episode eight is a big one, right?
0: We yeah. Not- apparently, apparently, episode eight is like <clears throat> the pilot. Apparently, so. <laughs> um. You know, they, waited, they, they waited eight episodes to get to the actual pilot. Um, so yeah, um, <clears throat> episode season one is called Balancing Act and, um, investigating the murder of the agency's previous owner. There you go. That's what happened to him. Oh, yeah, Eric. Yeah. Mitch Garner and Ryan get involved with jewel smugglers. Uh, so that could be what was in the bag. Uh, a mysterious speedboat that is always speeding around Baywatch. <laughs> and, and a body that won't stay dead. Oh. <laughs> this is season one. That, that's season one. Oh. So oh. we're going to get like dual thieves and zombies and mysterious ghost boats in I season know,
1: I, one. I just want to know if we hear about the bag. If we find out what's in the bag next week, oh
0: my God, I will lose my shit. So that, yes, yeah, so that, that is the season one episode. <coughs> and then season two... <laughs>
2: I'm Sorry, guys, so just really randomly, just with that in mind, I'm looking out of the uh, window of my Stargazer loft conversion window, and there's a full moon staring at me. So I take that as a good omen that we could have find out what's in the bag next week.
1: <laughs> yes, I take that as a good omen. <laughs> we find the moon in a bag.
0: And then uh, the season two episode is uh, Last Breath. Mitch investigates the disappearance of two Baywatch lifeguards without a trace in the water. Going after cries of drowning, when Donna also goes missing, Mitch investigates an old auto accident with one survivor who may hold a clue to the disappearances. Ooh.
1: It almost seems like the seasons are the other way around. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's some sort of Bermuda Triangle. We haven't done the Bermuda Triangle yet. I'm <laughs> sure there's time. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, mind oh. you, they live in California, aren't they? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's They it be anywhere. Be in the middle of the dance floor at (laughs) nights, and I'm still holding out for the dowsing episode. There will be a dowsing episode, and a a numerology one. That'd be great.
0: uh, Just just to uh, check in on the stats Uh, today, we have had um, seven downloads today of different episodes. That's good. Yeah. Thank you, all seven of you. Which is, is great. But uh, uh, looking at the graph, we're starting to peak every day. We're getting a, a few downloads, like between sort of five and ten downloads a day at the moment. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're getting there. So it's... We're getting there.
1: We've got plenty of episodes to come, people, so don't worry, we're not going anywhere for a while. There's like 32 <laughs> episodes per season, isn't it? And then we're going to obviously do the little um bonus Mitch things, so it's going to be yeah. Uh, yeah, quite a lot to uh, come.
0: If anyone listening out there knows anyone that was ever involved in Baywatch Nights, whether it be in front of or behind the camera, give us a shout and um, we'd love to talk to you or them or whatever entity it is. If you know that you're joking, please, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk to the best boy, Grip? Because I still to this
1: day have no idea what they do. And but if yeah, anyone um, knows who eventually. the actor was and
2: if anyone knows who the actor was that played the gelatinous slime on the oil rig
0: <laughs> or did the or did the voice of the slime I quite like uh, I know that the voice of the jogan if you've actually looked him up at some point
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a funny fucking like voice that was but I never
1: found the Ajogan's still going the fact that the jogan was like literally episode 1 Uh, of season 2 and he's still brought up at least once every episode
2: (laughs) I think he's left the biggest impression in terms of
1: the paranormal uh, agitators yeah it's really good good old joke hopefully he'll come back
0: on that note guys that's another end of another episode Uh, please tune in next week please reach out to us on social media if you have any Baywatch Nights questions that you'd like us to answer let us know what you think of the show uh, do you understand what we are talking about or are we just going way over your heads and all you're listening to is three British guys just hysterically laughing for an hour and a half to two hours every week uh, yeah, give us your comments uh, tweet us at the Baywatch Night, look us up on Facebook uh, Evenings with Mitch Buchanan uh, go on Instagram and watch funny clips from episodes and pictures uh, which is at Evenings with Mitch, is it? Is oh,
1: what, what's the Instagram? Yeah.
0: Uh, evenings with Mitch Yeah, Evenings with Mitch um, and yeah just uh, email us at mitch at deadgoodfilms.co.uk uh, James final thoughts
2: um, yeah like it's my birthday on the 16th of July and all I want for my birthday is for one of the cast of Baywatch Nights to come and do a little co-hosting and a cheeky little interview with us that would be really awesome that would be the best 35th birthday ever
1: yeah. If we can't get uh, someone from Baywatch Nights, David Copperfield will do. <laughs> uh,
2: but, but 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 that aside, um yeah, again, thank you very much for everyone that's like recently discovering everything and uh just allowing the time of day and night to actually just come and join us on this very surreal yet entertaining ride. Uh thank you very much. It means the world.
0: Yeah.
1: All good. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time then.